Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. I have been asked to put together a class on immunizing your family prophylactically with homeopathy. I said, oh, I said, sure, that'll be great. <laughs> okay, so once I sat down to actually start organizing my notes and trying to put together a format that would take someone who doesn't really know a lot about immunizations or vaccinations or homeopathy and take them from a point where they don't understand to a point where they feel confident and making an educated choice and hopefully I can teach them enough about homeopathy that that educated choice makes them feel comfortable in using the homeopathic remedies and immunizing their family naturally that way versus the shots and vaccinations and so as I started to organize these notes I'm like okay Sue this is a little bit over your head but yet it's not because um, the average person can easily understand all this information in a way that they will be able to use it. My task that has been difficult for me was to actually organize this format. But I think I have managed to do that. And so I am going to begin by explaining a few things. First of all, this is going to be part one of our audios for our prophylactic course. And I'm actually going to run it as a podcast because I want everyone to understand what is going to be in this course. We're going to talk about the difference between vaccination and immunizations. We're going to talk about the origin, when and why doctors started looking at immunizing their patients, and then exactly what is the difference between the two and how they work. And then we are going to look at all the world's diseases. We're going to talk about what they are, what their symptoms are, what to look for, how to recognize them without having to go in for tests. On occasion, obviously, you'll have to take your child in or your patient in for tests. The object of this is to be able to recognize them on your own. Um, because I'll have people ask me over and over and over again, should I go to the doctor? Should I go to the doctor? And I always tell them, if you think you need to go to the doctor, by all means do so. That's, that's a regular conventional doctor. But if, there's, if it's not a life-threatening situation, I'll say, you know what? Why don't you give it a couple of days? Why don't you give it 24 hours? And just treat the symptoms. Because in homeopathy, that's what we do. We treat the symptoms. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this course. And I'm hoping that mothers, fathers, caregivers can learn to start looking at homeopathy in a relaxed way so that they don't panic. I've just recently helped a, a young lady um, through a situation where she had gone to the chiropractor because she had she thought her shoulder was dislocated and she came to me because she was looking for some supplements and she wanted my advice about whether she should go in for testing 
for rheumatoid arthritis. The chiropractor told her that's what she thought she had. So after talking to her for a few minutes, I asked her, I says, have you, ever, have you had a puncture wound lately? Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm pretty convinced that you have a bacterial infection. The fact is, if, if you just give me a few days, I would really like for you to go ahead and use some remedies to tr clear up this bacterial infection, and we'll go from there. If I'm wrong, it, you're not out anything. It's not a life-threatening situation. I just suspect she had septic shoulder, where what happens is when the body gets a bacterial infection, that infection wants to land somewhere. It wants it. It can be septic throughout the blood, but it's still going to want to go to a certain area of the body. It's going to want to find an empty cavity or a muscle or an organ. Or it's going to want to find a place to land so that it can just start growing. That's the way bacterial infections like to set themselves up. And she's like, "Oh no, no, I'm pretty sure that you know." She goes, "Nice." So anyway. To the course of everything, we worked on treating her. Um, she took the, the infection remedies, and she was she didn't have a lot of improvement. Um, she did a little bit for the first 24 hours, and then she had severe aggravation. And I said, "That's okay. Keep up with it because you have to have the aggravation in order for your body to rally that healing process for you to start getting better." So after about four days, she was doing so much better. She was she was so elated. She just could hardly stand herself, and so. We were talking, and I, I said, I'm still convinced that it's a bacterial infection that you, in, in, a, in a bacterial infection, can be latent. It can just, it can hide in your body. As long as your immune system is at a level where it can fight this, it can, it can be weeks and even months before it will manifest itself upon the body. And so, so in the course of this conversation, I said something about a bacterial infection that I had received. I ended up with meningitis. Remember I told you the story um, because I poked myself in the eyeball with a mascara comb. Huh. Isn't that awful? <laughs> but I did. You know, God allows certain things so that we understand that inf that type of disease or we understand that situation. So anyway, when I was telling her that story, she's like, oh my gosh, that's right. I forgot. I had uh, an eyelash got in my eye and it was so painful. So, so painful. I had to wait for my husband to get home in the middle of the night from his job so he could help me dig it out. She goes, I thought I was going to die. It was so painful. And right then and there, I said, so often, even when a child gets an immunization or something happens or someone steps on a nail or something happens to a person, when the level of pain is disproportionate to the actual injury itself, that's a very good indication that the body is having an adverse reaction to that exposure to that bacteria that it's been dealt. And so often, that, like I said, that's a precursor to a bacterial infection that's gonna be coming down the road very soon. And so anyway, I told her, I said, bingo, you just discovered how that, infe that infection got into your body in the first place. And so anyway, she is now feeling so much better. She's sure she doesn't have rheumatoid arthritis and she's cleaned up from this infection and so she again it just helps to reaffirm her belief in homeopathy because she took no antibiotics and she got over this completely naturally and so while we're talking about the immunizations versus vaccinations the prophylactic versus conventional form of protecting yourself against disease we're also going to talk about these world's diseases we're going to talk about bacteria and we're going to talk about viruses and what their symptoms are and how to treat them. And I've had one mom call me, and I guess this is what really, really prompted me um, to go ahead and tackle this this huge project. Because <laughs> to me, it's, it is huge. 
and I actually there will be several audios because I don't want anyone to become totally overwhelmed and also if someone purchases this prophylactic course they will also get a complete transcript of all my notes and the statistics that I've compiled here and so that way they can just go back and they can look and say oh in audio one I have these notes and and I can go ahead and listen to Sue blah 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 <laughs> or I can just sit and read it or I can even follow along obviously it's not going to be exact because you know how I like to get sidetracked and I like to tell little stories and I don't do that in my notes but well actually some of them I do because I well, as I type these up I was you know like talking to myself and so a lot of the times the stories will will be in here not all of them but anyway so there'll be several audios you'll have the notes that go along with them the statistics the names the 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 recommended remedies some of their uses and the world's diseases the main world's diseases that all doctors look at and say this is either detrimental to mankind or this is a disease that actually helps to boost man's immune system how does that work and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, you take an infant, they're born, and they basically have no immune system, and they rely on the mother. We're going to talk about that. How does that child naturally build up an immune system? You know, we have what the mainstream media tells us, that they want them to have their hip shot before they leave the hospital. And yet, you know, as a parent, how do we find information that we can trust? So in this prophylactic course, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what is that Hib vaccination that they want to give your child. Why do they want to give it to your child? And how do you as a parent make the educated decision? So those are some of the things we're going to talk about. Uh, and then, like I said, we're going to discuss each of the world's diseases. What do we do if we want to protect our family prophylactically from this world disease? What if we actually get this disease? What do we do then? So we're going to talk about all of that in this course and like I said I'm really excited about it I'm really nervous about it because I feel it's a great responsibility and yet it's not my information okay all I've done was compile this information and try to find a way that I can explain it to the average family and like I said I I find this <laughs> a really huge task and yet even my daughter when I told her what I was doing one of my daughters she's like oh my gosh mom I can't wait to listen. She's because you talk and talk and talk and talk and I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand all the differences between the diseases and what to do about them. And I'm thinking, this is so funny. This is a, a married daughter who has now three children. But the point is, is she's right. Because I throw information at my own children in, in fits and starts. And so they haven't chronologically learned to understand what's going on in the mainstream media what's known in the homeopathic world how do I look at this disease and rationalize a, a form of treatment for it or am I is this a disease I'm supposed to be afraid of and so I thought this is really a good thing it's a very good thing because it's gonna make me stop slow down and put this in chronological order so that people can understand it and if no one besides my own children are able to glean any information from this I will still consider it a success because I think that is one of the most difficult things to understand about homeopathy is there doesn't seem to be a chronological order in the sense that all of Hahnemann's organons have been written doctors have written to each other they have documented all their testing and wonderful wonderful books have been put out on homeopathy 
The problem is the average person can't understand them. I can remember when I sat down and I started reading my homeopathic books. <laughs> I sat with a, a medical dictionary. And like I said, I've told this in podcasts before. I actually had to buy an old, old, old medical dictionary so that the terms were still there. Because what happens is, in the modern world of medicine, they don't want us to know we're fighting tuberculosis. They don't want us to know we're fighting a form of smallpox. They don't want us to know we're fighting all these these main diseases. And there's only, like I said, a handful of diseases in the world. But they don't want us to know we're fighting those, so they've given them new names. And it's kind of funny when you go and you start looking up chronic fatigue. <laughs> you know, what are we fighting? What's what are we fighting when the doctor tells us you have chronic fatigue? What are we going to do about it? Well, we'll get you on some medications and da 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 da. It's really kind of nice to know what you're fighting when you're fighting chronic fatigue. What was the precursor of that? See, this is what we're talking about. It's it's just understanding the concept of disease and how do we train our bodies to become immune to certain diseases? How do we help our children grow healthy and happy in order to be have a normal immune system that doesn't start attacking itself in the form of autoimmune diseases? How do we keep our families healthy enough that they don't succumb to cancer or other vicious diseases in the near future? And that's what we're going to talk about, okay? So with that, I think it's also rather important to remind folks that even if you've never listened to my podcast before, you might want to go back and listen to the one I have on immunizations. I I talk quite a bit in there about my personal experiences with immunizations, and I, even though I haven't listened to it lately, I should probably listen to it again too. <laughs> but the point is, is I am going to try to give you the facts on both sides of the fence here, and I'm going to give you some statistics and like I said, because I, I do want you to make, be able to make an educated decision. And there are certain times, like if you're in the military or if you're an immigrant, that you cannot avoid being vaccinated. And so it's kind of important to know how to protect your body as, as much as you possibly can then as well. What to do if you have to be vaccinated and what to look for. And what are some of the things that you can do if you become symptomatic or you have adverse reactions to these vaccinations? So we're going to discuss all of those things in this prophylactic course as well. But for those of you who are sitting there wondering what exactly is the difference between immunization and vaccination and what does it mean to be conventionally vaccinated versus prophylactically immunized and so on and so forth, you can, you, I mean, you can look these definitions up yourself, but it comes right down to the fact that vaccinations are usually given by injections. And just because you're vaccinated does not necessarily mean you're actually immune to a disease. A vaccination is when you have been given that dead or live virus or whatever it is that you're being, they want you to be immunized against in the hopes that your body builds antibodies against that vaccination in order to become immune. Okay, so that's what immunity means. It means when your body has built up antigens so that you are immune to a particular disease. So vaccination is just the injection of being given this live or dead virus. And we will talk about the ways that vaccinations are made, what's in a vaccination, and we'll discuss all that as well in our prophylactic course. But for the sake of this introductory podcast, 
I just want people to understand what it is that I think is important for them to understand. And immunization, and when we use prophylactic homeopathic remedies to help immunize the body, you are not being given an injection or a live virus or anything else. What they're doing is they're actually giving a homeopathic remedy that triggers the body through a recognition of the megahertz, the natural energy of that original tincture made from that disease, to trigger the body to recognize the disease. So if and it ever becomes exposed to that disease, the body recognizes that because it's built an immunity to it naturally because it has recognized it. Now the FDA has just come out with a new, I'm not even going to get into all that, but the FDA has just decided that, okay, first of all, coming on the heels of the fact that they said that several babies possibly died due to teething drops from Highland's um, combination remedy, and when they said, and they refuse to give out statistics as to why they feel that this actually happened. Now they come out just a few weeks later and say, oh, you know what? All homeopathic remedies now have to say that they don't work. That there's no way that this energy pattern can help the body to heal against any particular disease. Okay, so here we have an exact contradiction of what they said just a few weeks ago. That these remedies were killing babies and now they're nothing. They, they don't work. So it, it's kind of funny. So we have, that's another thing we're going to actually talk about a little bit because it comes down to the fact that we know for a fact, scientifically, that the body does read energy and that that's actually a very important part of our healing process. I had done some research and, and we're going to talk about this a little more in depth, but there is a, because I have this paper put out by Dr. Max Planks, and he writes, at the very leading edge of biophysics today, scientists are recognizing that the molecules in our bodies are actually controlled by these frequencies. In 1974, Dr. Colin McClare, PhD of Oxford University biophysicist, discovered that frequencies of vibrating energy are roughly 100 times more efficient in relaying information within a biological system than physical signals, such as hormones, neurotransmitters, or other growth factors. Energy is related to matter and the speed of light. This, dear people, is Einstein's famous E equals mc squared equation. When two frequencies are brought together, the lower will always rise to meet the higher. This is the principle of resonance. So when a piano is tuned, a tuning fork is struck and then brought close to the piano strings that carry the same musical tone. The string then raises vibration automatically and attunes itself to the same rate at which the fork is vibrating. This is how the megahertz of a remedy transfers upon the body. It delivers its resonance. And this is what I keep telling you. It's the body responds to the energy. It can't help itself. It's the most efficient way. And Hahnemann knew this. He knew that if he took that tincture, that original plant or element, he tinctured it and then he diluted it so far that the body would respond only to the energy, not the medicinal aspect of the herb. I'm not saying that herbs aren't wonderful medicinally to help nourish the body nutritionally, but Hahnemann knew that the body would respond to the energy of that original tincture. And so this is how immunizations work. The body 
recognizes it and then builds an immunity against that. That's because I remember I tell you all the time, like like Belladonna, Hahnemann used Belladonna. It was this first remedy he ever used to help immunize the people against scarlet fever. Scarlet fever was going around. Well, we know that that can be a virus, okay? And so he started giving Belladonna, and oddly enough, so many of the people didn't get it. And all the people that he immunized, only like 23 people ended up with scarlet fever out of several hundred. So he efficiently used belladonna because what happens is when the body is given belladonna, it recognizes that as a deadly entity. That megahertz says, ooh, this is scary. So it builds, it steeps up its vital force against the disease to heal itself. That's the way belladonna works. It's the great viral interrupter and it will trigger the body to steep up that vital force and fight the virus. So that's how it works. That's what we're going to talk about. But we're, like I said, we're going to talk about each individual world's disease. And we're going to explain how you can use these remedies to help your family become immunized and how you can even use a lot of the nozodes and other remedies to, to heal and cure certain illnesses and what to do. So I'm really excited about it. And I really hope you'll join us. And I really hope you'll actually purchase the prophylactic course, because that helps us to continue doing what we're doing. And I know with the FDA breathing down our necks and, and, you know, the Federal Trade Commission and everything else being all up in arms, because what's happened is homeopathy in the last century has literally been a nothing in this country. They didn't have to worry about, you know, homeopathy becoming important. The pharmaceuticals will still have everything they want. Well, suddenly, people who have been getting treated in the mainstream medical industry, they're finding out that it's not working. They're just going from one drug to another, from one disease to another, and now they have compiled diseases and all sorts of things going on. So they're they're all trying to, they're going backwards. They're going back to the natural. They're going back to the natural doctors. They're going to the homeopaths. They're getting healed that way. And now suddenly from a multi-million dollar industry, homeopathy is now over a billion dollar industry and growing at more than 5% a year. Well, the pharmaceuticals don't want that, okay? So they are they have they spend so much money to fight this simple form of medicine. And so folks, you know, like I tell people, I says if you want these remedies, you know what we're still using the original remedies that Hahnemann made three hundred years ago. Once you have the remedies in your possession, they are yours for all time. We we talk about how to keep them on hand, how to use them, keep them in a cool place, not hot. And you're always gonna have them. You have your arsenal. And so that's why I tell people, start getting these on hand. Get your kits, get your remedies, and you will be able to pass them on to your children even. So with that, I'm going to let you go, and we will proceed with our course very shortly. Thank you, and may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.